0: Your Weekly Devo Podcast My name is Jeff Goki, And I am so happy that you have tuned in today Welcome to episode twenty. We've knocked out twenty of these things in little less than a month and a half, which is pretty cool. Uh, I am so excited about what we're doing this week. I'm, I'm basically taking Psalms one hundred and breaking it into three different sections. So here's the deal: if you didn't listen to podcast or the episode number nineteen, go back and listen to that one. That'll be really helpful as we kind of move through Psalms one hundred. So just kind of breaking it down into three sections. I probably would have broken it down into a fourth, uh, but it worked really good for just doing it in this week. So I'm just doing it in three sections. And today we'll be doing Psalms 100 verse three. When, um, when I was a kid, I lived in Ohio, grew up in Ohio, my whole life. Uh, I can't say that, uh, I loved Ohio. It's very middle American. It's fine. It's just normal. But I think now it feels like as I now live on the West Coast, I always looked at the West Coast like the wild, wild West. Like, oh, my gosh, that's so far away. It felt like California felt like a different country which California definitely is a different country, (laughs) but it felt so far away when I was a kid. And so it's like middle America, you know, like in the, in the middle of the United States, green, great. It feels like I grew up in like every kid's dream. I would imagine in some ways, like, you know, backyard trees, snow, all that kind of stuff. You moved to California and you're like, I feel like this is vacation. The weather's amazing. I'm an hour from the beach. I have mountains all around me. And uh, the Midwest is not really that way. It's like, we're stuck and we have to go vacation places. So uh, one of the places that we would go is uh, we would go to Chicago. We had some friends that lived in Chicago. And I remember my first time going to Chicago. One, So excited to go to Chicago because it's the big city, right? And I had grown up in Ohio. Cleveland was the biggest city that we went to. Chicago's like next level. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so massive, big buildings, lots of people, lots of traffic, all that kind of stuff. So my first trip to Chicago, I was really excited. And I was was probably most excited about seeing the Sears Tower. You know, this grandiose uh, display of architecture and, and, and basically it's, it's like the Tower of Babel. <laughs> you know, it's just this ama- massive building in the middle of downtown, you know, that I had always wanted to see. So I remember driving in on the Dan Ryan and uh, into Chicago. And as you're driving in, you, you see it from a ways off, the, the Sears Tower. And I remember driving, and uh do you know that little pinchy thing you do with your fingers, like where you put like the moon in your fingers while well, I was doing that with the Sears Tower, and as a kid feeling like, "Ah, you know, look at me, I can put the whole Sears Tower in my finger and the The interesting thing about that is the closer and the closer I got to the Sears Tower. You realize, wow, I I can't do it with my fingers anymore. Now I have to do it with my hands. And so we end up kind of losing sight of the Sears Tower, driving downtown on Wells Avenue and um, getting, parking, walking to the Sears Tower and standing beneath it and just being like, oh my gosh, I couldn't even see the, the top of it. It was so massive, so grand And I actually, I remember as a kid laying down on my back on the middle of the street or in the middle of the sidewalk, middle of the street would have been really dangerous. That would have been really bad parenting on my parents' part. But uh, on the sidewalk, laying down and looking up and trying to see as high up as I could go and feeling just dwarfed by its greatness, by its grandeur. And I think uh, that's what the psalmist is trying to help us get to is do we view God that way? Do we view him in a way that's like, oh, my gosh, you are God and I am not. Wow. Or are we still trying to believe that we can micromanage him, like that we're in control in some ways and, and that we're like a little kid who's trying to pinch a building or pinch the moon to feel like we're powerful when in reality, not even close. Not qu- we 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 are we are minuscule. Where we matter, but we are minuscule in light of who he is. And that's what the psalmist is getting at in Psalms 100. That's why in verse three, he says this, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are the sheep and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture so, know that the Lord is God. Start there. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. He is God. <laughs> we are not. This passage starts off by going, hey, let's just reestablish, in case you've forgotten, the Lord is God. He is above it all. And we need to know that we need to come to that understanding and know that he is God. And for, as we talked about in um, episode 19, we're struggling with that. We're str- A lot of us are struggling with our King. We are struggling to believe that he is God and he is in control. Um, that, that phrase, to know, is a really interesting phrase. It, it literally means a firm footing, To know is a firm footing. I don't know if you've ever done any kind of hikes down a pretty steep cliff like uh, we used to hike Camelback Mountain in Phoenix. And there's parts of Camelback Mountain where you have to watch where you put your feet or you're going to fall off the edge of the mountain. So you're being very careful to put your foot where you know it won't slip where you know you're going to be safe and secure. This is what it's saying as it relates to God, as it relates to our understanding. Do you know that the Lord is God? Do you have a firm trust, a firm faith in that fact? And for a lot of us, we would say no. Like I remember when Cooper first got diagnosed with cancer if you want to hear a little bit more about that story, the introductory podcast talks a little bit about that. But when Cooper got sick with leukemia, I realized that I had lost my footing. Actually, I didn't realize it at the time, but, you know, as time went on, I realized I I, I don't have my feet founded in God. I, I I had put them on a slippery slope of... Look what I've done and look how I've served you and look how I've, you know, been a pastor for all these years. Look, I've I've shared the gospel. Look, you know, my feet were on those things and they were on all the wrong things. They weren't completely and utterly founded in him. And so when something got pulled out or became insecure, I blamed him. But that's just, that's a me thing. Because I had lost my footing, I had depended on the wrong things. I had put my feet on the wrong things. So the question for uh, us today is this: like, where uh, where are we finding our footing? Like, where is your footing right now? Is it on feelings? Right? Do you are you like? I just don't feel him. I don't feel like he loves me. I don't feel like he cares for me. Well, feelings can be really uh, deceiving. I had a, a kid who was in my youth group and. And he called me and I found out he was kind of doing all this crazy stuff with his girlfriend and he kind of gone off the rails. And so I called him, he was in college. I was like, what's going on? He's like, man, I just feel like this is the right thing to do. That's what I'm feeling. And I want to make sure I affirm my feelings. And I was like, well, I feel like smacking you, right? That's what I feel. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but I feel like it. So does that mean I get to go now do that? You see, our feelings can create all kinds of chaos in our lives. And so is that where our footing is? Is that where your footing is? Is it in situations? It's a situational thing. Like, I feel like you're a good God only when you bless me. Only when I'm secure. Only when I'm healthy. Only when everything's going according um, to plan. You know, a lot of people... They put their footing in their friends and their family. As long, you know, their husbands, their wives, the people they're dating, as long as they keep affirming me, as long as they keep telling me I'm okay and I'm good, I'm fine, right? And, and I won't fall apart. And I believe that God's good like because he's using them and that kind of thing. But what happens when that falls away? That's a, that's a false footing. So, so what do you do then? You, you find your, your footing. You have to find it in God. And where do you find about God? You, you read the scriptures. That's why this podcast exists. Really, really, it does. It's going, we're trying to find our footing. We're trying to establish ourselves in who He is and be convicted by those areas that we're like, nope, no, my feet are in the wrong spots. So I don't really, that's why I keep struggling with. That's why if, if you listen to any one of these podcasts, we keep coming back to <laughs> our biggest struggle is we just don't aren't living like God is the king. And this is what he starts off in verse three going like, you've got to know that he is the Lord, your God. And scripture is telling us this beautiful story that he is God and you are not, and that he is in control of your destiny. He is sovereign over all. He is omniscient. He's all knowing. He's all powerful. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. But we keep putting our feet, footing in the wrong places and not completely trusting and finding a firm footing in him and who he is and his character. This is what the psalmist is getting back to. So then he says, well, how? how what are some ways in which we can know that? Well, know this, that it was he who made you and we are his. So a part of this is this, you, that you are known. You are known by him. Like if if you know him, that you then you will finally come to know that you are known by him. You were created on purpose. And honestly, the primary purpose for your creation was worship. Like by you give glory to him through the way you live for him. And, and, And so first off, maybe today it's just this. You were created on purpose. Maybe you just need to hear that right now. You were created on purpose. And your purpose is to worship him in all you do. You will find joy. But I think for so many of us, we, we go, oh, I, I I don't know if I fit. Like, I don't know if I fit in this world. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. When you place your identity in the right place, you actually start to find your place. When you find your identity in the king, when you find your identity, the fact that he is the Lord and he is God and he is in control you will actually find your place. So when you place your identity in the right place in God, you will actually start to find your place. And for so many of us, we're wandering aimlessly trying to figure it out. Like, that's why he says you're, you're a sheep, but you're not some stranded sheep in the middle of nowhere. No, you have a shepherd. So, so what is the byproduct of understanding that? One, take comfort. Take comfort. Take comfort. Take comfort. As you do, what you'll find is yourself worshiping. When you find comfort, you will find yourself worshiping. When you come to find your security in him as God, your firm footing in him as God, you will worship because you're like, I can't do any of this without you. So I had this like visual, like, and maybe like close your eyes, not if you're driving, don't do that if you're driving or running, because that could be really tragic. Maybe just take a minute and stop and close your eyes. And imagine you're in the middle of the woods, like the middle of the forest, in the middle of the mountain, and you're on a hike. You were just dropped there. You, you were blindfolded. You were dropped in the middle of some mountain range in the middle of the woods, and you have no map. And you're there with a bunch of people who are also on the same journey, right? They're, 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 in, the, they're in the same space that you are. And you guys are like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? But then you see that there's a guide and he's there with you all. And so everyone's, you know, kind of talking like, how do we get to there? We're, you know, how will we find our way back home? What will we do? And all of a sudden the guide starts speaking and everyone recognizes that he's the guide and that he knows. And all of a sudden he starts speaking and he says very boldly, I'm going to lead you home. I know the way home. I know the way to go. I know where and how to get to where we need to go. What do you think everyone's feeling? How are you feeling? Are you feeling comforted? Oh my gosh, there's somebody who knows. Are you grateful? Oh, I'm so grateful that somebody knows. Are you feeling cared for? He's going to make sure that I get home. Like This is what the psalmist is trying to conjure up in our imagination. He's trying to give us an imagination that leads to a reality that God has always been our guide, and that we have always really been lost. But he sent Jesus to rescue us so we can find our way back home. And if that's the case, then we worship we worship out of of the fact that, and that we know that he is Lord because he made us and we are his, we are truly his. We are a friend of God. We are sons and daughters of the most high. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And we have not only a guide, but we have a King, a Lord of Lords who has come and rescued us and reestablished us as the people of God, not an enemy of God. And what does that do? For our hearts. You see, because God is not only our guide. He is our Savior. But until we recognize we need saving, we will always feel lost. You will always feel like your feet are not in the right place. And so, what do we need to do? What do you need to do to confess about, to, to confess about God today? in order to find your place in the pasture. What do you need to say to him right now? Like, God, I need you. God, I'm so sorry that I've been putting my my footing in all the wrong places. What is that thing for you today? Make sure you make time to confess those things out to God today. May God lead and guide us as we submit to his sovereign plan in our lives. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heart. Until next time.